0: Welcome to Vision is More Than 2020, a podcast aimed at talking about your vision, your eyes, and how they play a role in overall visual and systemic function. Dr. Linnicki and Lakowski, with the help of various guests, will work to help you understand more about your visual system and all the pieces to the vision puzzle. Welcome to this week's episode of Vision is More Than 2020. It is going to be a Dr. Zelnicki episode only for this week as we're working on getting guests on and getting Dr. L back into the swing of things as we go into the fall season. We are, like I said, in previous episodes, we have a lot of great uh, content coming your way. But today's episode, we're going to be talking all about back to school tips for parents and teachers, how and how best to uh, really focus on the visual aspects of getting back into the swing of thing of school. So, before we do that, our weekly insight is that we wanted to highlight that September is National Guide Dog Awareness Month. And this is something that I love to highlight because guide dogs play an incredible role in patients who are blind or have low vision. And As I'm recording this, it is September 12th, and yesterday we honored all of those who lost their life on 9-11, and one of the most special stories that came out of uh, the 9-11 tributes was the highlight of a dog named Roselle, and Roselle guided her blind owner, Michael Hingson, down 78 stairs to safety. This guide dog played an instrumental role in keeping him safe. She did her job. And it's just it's such a unique and special story that I wanted to highlight because this dog is incredibly special. And all of the guide dogs that are trained, that help people be able to live their life and be more independent, and in this case, carry them and lead them to safety is so important to highlight. Roselle was trained through guide dogs for the blind, but there are so many organizations out there. So if you have a love for dogs and a love for helping people, look into fostering these dogs and train them to help these uh, people that really could benefit from the guide dogs. My mentor, Dr. Despodidis, uh that I did my residency with, he has trained multiple dogs and he has them in the office. And it is just an incredible gift to those that the unfortunate circumstance to not be able to see. So again, I just wanted to highlight National Guide Dog Month and this special, special story that came out of the tragedy that is 9-11. Now, like I said, back to school tips, let's talk about them. And I really hope that you guys share this episode with your friends, your parents, your teachers to really get these things out there. So first and foremost, what is the favorite topic of things when we're back to school is one, we need to limit screen time. Now screen time is tricky. Nowadays, in 2022, especially the post-COVID pandemic virtual learning world, because school districts have really started utilizing the digital devices more, Uh, even though the kids are back in school, right? Every kid is getting a Chromebook. Some classes are solely on the Chromebook, even though they're in school. So what used to be a break from screens is no longer, because now kids are in front of them during the day as well. So, I always approach this topic with my young kids as well as my teenagers very practically. And that I say, listen, you have your schoolwork that you have to do, right? You have to be on the computer during school. You have to do your homework and assignments that are on the computer at nighttime. But when I am talking about limiting screen time, I'm really talking about limiting leisure screen time, right? Social media, video games. Things like that, that you can modify, right? You have your academic responsibilities, you have your workload responsibilities, but what you can control are those social media, video games, playing games, scrolling, all of those things. That is what you can really control. So now what is my recommendation? For my younger cohort of patients, right, the American Pediatric Association kind of lays out what they recommend. For this school-age group, it kind of gets a bit more murky. My recommendation is no more than two to three hours of leisure screen time a day. And that ideally should be broken up into multiple times, right? I don't want them sitting on their device for three hours before they go to bed. Uh maybe, you know, a half hour in the morning, half hour in the afternoon, half hour in the evening. And it's really all about setting the precedence as parents, right? We have to model the behavior when it comes to screen times. We really have to show them that there are no screens allowed at the dinner table. That an hour before bed we don't use our device and i really stick to this 2 to 3 hour window because there are studies that show that if a child is using a device more than 3 hours a day, a day that there is an addictive quality to the screens and we really need to break away from the screens and we need to get our kids back to interacting now from a visual standpoint we know that looking at a device close can be detrimental to your visual system, right? Because one, you have to increase your eyes focus, your eyes have to maintain a converged position. It's taxing on our visual system. We're not meant to look at screens for long periods of time. We're really meant to be hunters and gatherers and fishermen and farmers, really utilizing our eyes for the distance. And it's really important to just be conscientious of screen time. And that's really how I frame it to my patients is, you know, TV is better than a desktop computer, which is better than a tablet that you're looking at in front of your face, right? So the closer it is, the more detrimental like it- can possibly be. Uh, and really, just very practical. Uh, you know, if it's a rainy Sunday and there's nothing to do, sure, let your kid go wild on the screen. But if it is a bright, sunny day, get those bodies moving. And that I will talk about a little bit more in a bit. But really, just be conscientious of how your child and yourself are using screens uh, and really just work to have healthy habits around screen time, right? We talk to kids about healthy habits in every other aspect, right? And screens are no different. So that is by far my most important tip is to really uh, limit screen time when they're back to school. The second thing is to encourage visual breaks. Now we talk a lot about visual breaks with our computer use and our device use, right? We have that coin 20, 20, 20 rule where if you're looking at something 20, uh, if you're looking at something uh, for longer than 20 minutes, you want to take at least a 20 second break and looking at something 20 feet away to really give your visual system that kind of deep breath, that break. Now, your visual system doesn't know if you're looking at a device, a book, a computer, it has no idea. It just knows that it's utilizing lots of muscles and skills to maintain that Fixed in position, so make sure that your kid is taking those visual breaks. One, not only at home during homework, but also encourage them to do it at school as well. Now, I am guilty of this, right? I did a lot of studying in my day, where I would sometimes be sitting for hours and not really taking breaks, and uh, I can relate to the eye strain, the headaches that is associated. So, if your child is saying to you, "Like I," my eyes feel tired or I just can't focus or I have a headache, give them that visual break because they really do need it. And if their symptoms persist, right, say they really can't attend for very long, um, maybe we need to delve a little bit further into that. Now, the third piece to this puzzle for your back to school tip is to make sure you prioritize that Outside time and at playtime, right? They are in school all day. They're utilizing those eyes all day, and then they're expected to come home do homework and they're tired by the end of the day. So really try to get those bodies outside and moving. And we do know that there is a positive correlation with uh, sunlight exposure, right? We know that the more sun that we get, the less likelihood that there will be a development of nearsightedness. Obviously that is a loaded conversation with lots of other nuances to that recommendation, but getting, we know that getting outside is good for our eyes. Um, within reason, obviously, um, we also need to protect your eyes from the sun, uh, from that UV blue light radiation. But again, getting your kids outside is incredibly important. And it really helps to give that visual system the break that it needs from staring at screens and books and doing all the things all day the other tip is that really prioritize just like I was saying before that we want healthy habits around screen time use we also want to have healthy habits in general right we need to prioritize sleep water healthy diet right lots of fruits and vegetables well-rounded diet as well as exercise and for some reason those four things are seem to be the the very Uh, easy to say, but the hardest things to really execute. And as parents, it's our job to, again, create the habits around these things that are good for them, right? If If we're setting the precedence of a good night's sleep, and drinking water when they first get up and having a, a healthy breakfast and then taking a walk after dinner at nighttime, that's going to set your child up for success, right? Because their body will be functioning at a higher level because they're not exhausted. They're fueling their body with good stuff that is allowing them to learn without a sugar crash or anything like that. And all of that really does play a role with our visual system because on days that, and we can all relate to this, the days that we're fatigued or were um, we didn't eat the best. It's harder to concentrate. It's harder for our visual system to pull it together because at the end of the day, the visual system requires a ton of energy. And if we just don't have that energy, Reserve because of diet, lack of sleep, things like that, our visual system is not going to be working at peak performance. So really prioritizing those things with yourself and your child really help to set them out on the right foot for their school year. And my last tip, but the most important tip is get your child an eye exam. And the reason is, obviously, we want to make sure their eye health is Intact that they can see clearly, but we also want to make sure that their visual skills are up to par to be able to learn. Visual demands these days for our kids in school are so great, right? I always say here in New York that what kids are expected to do in first grade, I was doing in third grade, right? The They're expected to be reading. They're expected to be performing. And sometimes their visual system is not equipped for that. And that's where optometrists really, really uh, can thrive. Find an eye doctor that understands that vision is more than 20-20. If you get the clean bill of health that things are clear and the health of the eye is good, well, but my child is still struggling and still having those signs and symptoms of headache and eye strain and difficulty concentrating, you need to find an eye doctor that really understands the binocular system, the focusing muscle, how they're tracking and scanning, and then the perceptual system, how they pull it all together. Uh, So it's really important that every year you get your child's eyes examined to make sure that they're ready to learn. And it it can be dynamic. Things can change very quickly. They might have been fine last year, but now we're starting to see signs and symptoms. And the other big piece to this is if your child, there's a change in your child's academic performance. If all of a sudden they were a great student and now they're not, they're likely not lazy. There's something going on and we have to get to the root of it. And often it's something visual so or if they start avoiding reading all of a sudden they used to love reading now they hate it well why and let's delve into that so really that is how i'm going to leave you is that we really need to prioritize getting our kids those eye exams so just to review what are my what are doctor z's back to school tips one limit screen time two take those visual breaks three prioritize getting outside four healthy habits, including diet, sleep and water intake. And lastly, get that eye exam for you and your child to make sure that you're starting off the school year on the right foot. And that's where I'm going to leave you guys for today. But I hope that you share these and that you implement these because although they are simple, they really make a difference for your child in their school year. So I hope you have a great week and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. Follow us at Twin Forks Optometry on Facebook and Instagram. Join our private Facebook group, Vision is More Than 2020. Subscribe, download, and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Tune in next week to learn more about your vision.